Destroyed. Odd Records 2022. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my story this week is Space News. This is from Gizmodo, and the headline is, An asteroid is passing Earth, so scientists are shooting it with radio waves. (laughs) (laughs) I just, the visual of this is very funny to me. It just like, (laughs) a bunch of scientists are like, wait, 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 wait. They they just see it like coming, and they just start shooting it with their radio wave guns, which is not how this works, but I just thought it was amusing. (laughs) Yeah. Um. A group of researchers is attempting to bounce radio signals off a 500-foot-wide asteroid during its close flyby of Earth uh, on Tuesday of this week. Uh, The High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, or, well, they call it HARP with like two A's, but there's an F in there that is not accounted for. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this program is aiming its antennas at asteroid 2010 XC15, a space rock that's categorized as a near-Earth potentially hazardous asteroid. Um, Though they have rolled out that it will hit Earth. Um, Okay. This is one of those that's like getting kind of close, but we'll be fine. Um, The effort is a test run to prepare for a larger object known as Apophis that will have a close encounter with our planet in 2029. I feel like we've talked about Apophis or something. It sounds familiar. It sounded familiar to me. Um, I can't remember. It's just a bigger asteroid that will also come close to us. (laughs) Um, So Mark Haynes, who is the lead investigator on the project and a radar systems engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Southern California, says, What's new and what we're trying to do is probe asteroid interiors with long wavelength radars and radio telescopes from the ground. Longer wavelengths can penetrate the interior of an object much better than the radio wavelengths used for communication. Yeah, used for communication. (laughs) Um, That was Mark Haynes, not me butchering that. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, so they're basically shooting this thing with radio waves because they'll be able to tell like what the thing is made up of better, I guess. They weren't really super clear, actually, on why they're doing this. That was my inferred reasoning I guess, from what he said. Um, I could totally be wrong here, but it's when, when it's made of meaning like the chemical composition right, of like the, the actual, rock and whatnot, yeah. you can tell from that. Okay. I, I guess that's what they're trying to do. I don't know how you get that from radio waves. I'm guessing how, the way I, stuff bounces off or something. Isn't that kind of sort of one of the modes of the web space web telescope, too? Doesn't it have some type of... I might think of something else. You might be thinking of the, some of the. Um, I remember some of the data that it's getting is about like chemical like composition of of certain things that it's looking at. Yeah, and I thought it was through some type of like is radio spectrometry spectom- yeah, spectrometry that a thing Ma- spectrometry yeah, spectrometry. Spectrometry, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. Spectrograph. Um, spectrometry. So I wonder if that's what this is, where it's like there's like bands of light and you can like a return or something. I'm like guessing. Band, it, I don't. I'm I guessing. I have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I'm guessing that's what they're doing here. They did not use that phrase in this story, though. Um, <laughs> so I thought this was interesting. Harp is a research facility in Gakona. Alaska, made up of 180 high-frequency antennas, each standing 72 feet tall and stretched across 33 acres. Each one is 33 acres. I guess you have a lot of room up in Alaska to do that kind of thing, but wow, that is a lot. Um, 
So this facility transmits uh, radio beams toward the the ionosphere, which is the part of the atmosphere between 50 and 400 miles above Earth's surface. Um, This uh, research facility sends radio signals to the ionosphere and waits to see how they return. I don't know why it it said it like that. Um, But, uh, yeah, they come back and they can tell things from whatever they reflected off of, basically. Um, And, yeah, during this week's experiment, the antennas in Alaska will transmit the radio signals to the asteroid, and then scientists will check if the reflected signals arrive at antenna arrays at the University of New Mexico Hmm. and at California's Owens Valley Radio Observatory. Um, so they get reflected back to like these other facilities apparently that can that's interesting determine. yeah it's not it's not even not like back there back and back there. it's there and hits something else i guess but they must Whoa. be able to calculate all those angles and things and i don't know wow people much smarter than me are figuring this out um but yeah i guess they want to learn more about what asteroids are made up of and i think that's kind of cool uh taking advantage of the fact that like one's going to be relatively nearby wow I don't know how this works. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it's how that how I we said either. Yeah, radio spectrometry. I'm pretty sure that's how it's. Sp- is it spectrometry or is it spectrom? No, it's not spectrometry. It's not spectrometry. Spectrometry, yeah. Spectrometry because it's spec. It's a spectrum. Spectrometry. Spectrometry sounds better. But I don't think but that's don't the think word. It's right. Yeah. I have no idea though. <laughs> I guess I could look it up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Okay, my story today is world news. And this is actually two stories that I'm just going to share with you in Ma- one It's a mashup. It's a mashup. And one of them is from Mashable.com. Whoa, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I have two lists of... Cool things from 2022. Okay. Because you all know how we like lists. We love lists. So the first one is from UPI. The headline is Odd 2022, the 10 oddest Guinness World Records of the year. Okay. Sounds right up UPI's alley. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Starting with number one, most drink cans placed on head using air suction. A man used air suction to affix 10 empty beverage cans to his face and head, earning the record when the cans remained in place for at least five seconds. According to this man, he has some type of skin condition that's not named yet where his pores literally suck in oxygen. According to him. What? I don't know. But his face like creates suction. That's what he said. That sounds made up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He gets the Guinness World Record for lying about his face. <laughs> Okay, number two, most eggs balanced on back of hand. Someone in Iraq balanced 18 eggs on the back of their hand like at once. Like in a stack or yeah. on top, like just all over the hand? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see a picture of it, but... I guess if your fingers even, bend back far enough, you could make a little basket. <laughs> do you yeah, think, I guess so. Do you think I could do that? 18? I have 18? Pretty, I, have I don't pretty know long if you could get to 18, though. Okay. Oh. You, could, you could do at least... I could probably do a dozen. Like... 10, yeah. yeah. 12. You think you get to 12? I think I Should do we try this? Dozen. Yeah. I don't want to break a bunch of eggs yeah, in my kitchen. Do I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can make a little basket. Um, okay, next. Fastest time to find and alphabetize the letters in a can of alphabet soup. <laughs> 
They're so specific at this Someone, point. It's just, what I are know. we doing? It's like, who comes up with this stuff? That's what I want to know. Someone in Oregon found all 26 English language letters in a can of alphabet soup and placed them in order in two minutes and 8.6 seconds. Okay. So, which is like reasonable. I was going to say, I'm trying to decide, is that like super impressive? Is that Would that be difficult to do? But I guess. That one might just be Depends on maybe like, like the tools you have available to you. I feel like if you like dumped it in a strainer. Yeah, what like, are you using to pick up the you like letters? Like your reaching hands into the or? soup with your bare hands and Yeah, them exactly. Out? Like what is the method of Yeah. Because if you're insane. straining it, I feel like and you got lucky enough that you had every letter in there, which I don't know if every can has every letter. Right. I feel like you could do that in like two minutes pretty easily. Anyway. Don't dwell on each yeah. of these too long. It's okay. Number four is furthest tightrope walk in high heels. A teenager in Vermont walked 639 feet and seven inches across a tightrope in four-inch heels. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Very That's impressive. impressive. That's impressive. Very impressive. I give them that one. Next, fastest time to eat 10 Carolina Reaper chilies. A man in California ate 10 of these chilies, which are the hottest peppers in the world, in uh-huh. 33.15 seconds. Wow. Not Half a me. minute. Yeah. 10 of them. Nope. Ooh. Not for me. Next one. I appreciated this a lot for some reason. The largest gathering of people with the same first and last name. <laughs> Whoa. In what is Japan, it? 178 oh. people with the name Hirokazu Tanaka got together and set a world record for being all in the same place. Wow. There's I wonder 178 if, people with that same name. Yeah, wow. I was like I would have been less surprised if it was like every Matt Smith. Yeah, it was cuz a John Smith. John Smith, Matt <laughs> John Doe. No, Doe is actually probably a really uncommon last name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but that's yeah, like, like I wonder if that's a really common name in Japan or not. Yeah, I actually I don't know. I mean, I think I feel like I've heard Tanaka before, but like Yeah, I've definitely the heard the last name, name but, Tanaka, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. That's cool. This one's just weird. Furthest distance to blow a pee? <laughs> Cereal. Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, like with a straw or something? Yeah. Cereal record breaker David Rush earned his 250th Guinness World Record title this year when he used the breath in his, his lungs to blow a pee, like a edible like the piece vegetable. of vegetable. Yeah. A distance of 84 feet and 11.28 inches across a level floor. Like, I, I mean, think it was like in one br- breath or something. Somehow. That's far. Yeah, there was wasn't he, a picture. Was he with following this. after it or was it just like from know. one location? Because from one location, that'd be crazy. If it was just like going after it, that's just you have really good breath technique, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I'm asking a lot of questions. You would have no reason to know the I answer I could go, to. probably go look these up. This article didn't go into the top. It only gave like a little bit of details of each one of these. Then yeah. it was like, look in these other places for more details about <laughs> this a, specific record. We'll leave it as an exercise to the reader. Um, longest journey by pumpkin boat paddling. <laughs> um, Aw, how quirky. <laughs> a man paddled a hollowed out pumpkin down the Missouri River covering a total distance of 37.5 miles. Okay. That's pretty far in a pumpkin. Yeah. I don't that even know how. Fun. I don't I would even know that. how seaworthy they are. Must be pretty. I mean, gourds, miles, they're pretty tough the outside yeah. of them. So, but like, are they like how float? I was about to say flotatious. Flotatious? Is that, <laughs> wait a minute, is that what is the word I'm looking for? I think it 
might be flo- no flotatious can't be right <laughs> why did we both think that <laughs> buoyant i think is probably the right the right word okay but that, i really like better. flotatious it sounds like a fergie song oh yeah flotatious ooh <laughs> <laughs> Well, he went 37 and a half miles in one, so they yeah. must be pretty buoyant. Yeah, pretty buoyant. <laughs> okay, number nine, longest beard chain. Competitors in the 2022 National Beard and Mustache Championships in Casper, Wyoming, teamed up to have their beards clipped together into a chain that measured a record-breaking 150-foot chain of facial hair. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Hope nobody had lice. Kind of gross. Um, Just made a big lice bridge. And finally. <laughs> Oh, that's gross. Number 10, fastest time to assemble a Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, someone in Malaysia assembled a Mr. Potato Head toy in, guess how many seconds? Three. Yeah, it was more than that, actually. Oh, seven. Five. Okay. Four. Yeah, (laughs) You were close. You were close. Yeah, 5.4 seconds to put all of the pieces into its face. Okay. That feels a little... That feels a little subjective because technically the point of a Mr. Potato Head is you can put pieces wherever you want. So that what is, is a good point. what is what is the correct way to assemble a Mr. Potato Head, huh? What's <laughs> correct? What's right? <laughs> I don't know. I guess what probably I whatever whatever he looks like in the Toy Story movie. Is there are how wait. I'm I'm gonna I have not looked at a Mr. Potato mr potato head toy in a while but there's like probably like what one two three four five six seven eight nine eight or nine pieces on it let's see ears shoes arms shoes i think the shoes are one piece and the hat is one piece oh okay so that's like six the eyes eyes nose mouth optional mustache is the mustache not attached to the nose the one that I had wasn't. Okay. Did I have it or was it my grandparents? I don't remember. But the, I definitely remember playing with one and the mustache was like, you had to like put it on and then use the nose to hold it in place. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wait, what? Did, how many did we count? Nine. I didn't count. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like nine-ish. Nine-ish, yeah. So 5.4 seconds. That's I think like it'd be pretty... more than one piece per second. Yeah, that's pretty challenging. Yeah. That's an impressive one. Yeah. I'll give them that yeah. one too. All right, so that was the uh, 10 oddest Guinness World Records of the year, according to UPI. And now to part two of my story is uh, from Mashable, some notable deep sea discoveries and sightings from 2022, which you know how much we like uh, deep sea stuff. Yeah. So I thought this would be fun. Um, I did not take the entire list that they had here, but just a a handful of some of the things that I thought I wanted to talk about. so the first thing is we have new footage of a siphonophore. Si- siphonophore. Okay. A siphonophore is a <laughs> chain of organisms. It's a colony of organisms that looks like this like super long underwater millipede. They live between 2,300 to about 3,200 feet below the surface. Um, so they're pretty deep and not super easy to study. But this year, the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute captured new footage of at least one because they went on a bunch of like deep sea dives and mm-hmm. I have some pictures of like what these kind of like look like. Oh, weird. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. 
they look cool and they're kind of hard to study. So that was like a big deal. Okay. Um, Cause they got video of it. So that was one. Next one is uh, photos of some rare squid behavior. Um, again, researchers off the coast of California got photos of a deep sea squid carrying a sheet of eggs with it. So like it had, it had like eggs on like a, thing it was like Some carrying kind of, it kind like of like membrane type yeah situation oh and it was like swimming with it huh i think that was no one had ever seen that before so they so were like what's that. this <laughs> yeah um and that was captured at four thousand five hundred feet deep wow level so pretty deep yeah uh the next one was a deep sea lake have we talked about this before that there can be lakes in the ocean <laughs> There's bodies of water in the ocean that are their own thing. Have we talked about this? I don't know. Did you know this? <laughs> I don't know if I did. I feel I, like I, no, I, I feel like my brain just broke a little bit. Um. So, what? I, at least one type of this. I don't know if it's the only type, but they're called brine pools. They're bodies of water in the ocean, often um, with many times the salinity of the surrounding area. So I think that that's why, like, so it's, like, like, super, super, really super dense. salty, dense. Yeah, yeah. And so it kind of, like, settles. settles. somewhere. Huh. Yeah. So a deep-sea vessel discovered a new brine pool at 1,700 meters below the surface. Um, it was the first ever brine pool discovered in the Gulf of Aquaba in the Northern Red Sea. Huh. And there's special types of, like, organisms and things live in that type of environment, so. Or it's just super salty. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, exactly. So it was a... That That's was an exciting discovery. Okay, Under, <laughs> underwater lake. Gotcha. <laughs> and then finally, this one I think I thought I think we actually did talk about this on the podcast this year. A new isopod was discovered. A new species of isopod. Yeah, I think we did actually. It looks like a giant roly poly bug. I love those things. They're so weird. Yeah, and they inhabit the deep sea, eating fallen prey, <laughs> things <Yeah. laughs> that just fall to the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the word for that? Detritus? Or Detritus. Something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so a new species of that was discovered this year, too. Yeah. So that's all my, my list items. Yay, lists. Yay, 2022. Yay. Thanks for all the deep sea stuff. Yay. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Flotatious. Ready, set, Go! go! Okay, my breaking news is from Variety.com, and the headline is, Avatar The Way of Water hits $1 billion globally, making it the fastest 2022 release to reach box office milestone. Wow. So it's the first, or the fastest movie, not the first, to reach $1 billion globally. In just this, in this year? In this year, yeah. Um, So yeah, it's gone past $1 billion in global ticket sales in just 14 days. That's pretty fast. Which is pretty fast. <laughs> uh, uh, in total, only three films released in this in 2022 have managed to pass this mark. Uh, Top Gun Maverick took 31 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jurassic World Dominion took more than four months to do it. Uh, and they didn't say what the third film was. Oh. So <laughs> guess you don't okay. get to know. Um, and by comparison, nine movies released in 2019 passed $1 billion worldwide. So we still haven't quite recovered to before COVID time. Yeah. But, it's getting um, there. Yeah, apparently in 2021, Spider-Man No Way Home only took 12 days to hit the mark. So it's not the fastest one. 
Um, and only six movies in history have cleared $1 billion within their first two weeks of release. So this is the oh. sixth, I guess. Um, I'd be interested with those other, what, what are all six of those? I know I, yeah. you probably don't have that. But nope. They didn't tell me I'm enough information in and I'm, and I will <laughs> never forget. That's okay. Them. Um, <laughs> so, so far the film has generated, uh, through 317.1 million dollars in North America and 712.7 million dollars overseas. Um so it's up to like wow. 1.025 billion for those doing the math at home. Um I think Avatar the first one is similar too in that it like did really well overseas. Um, yeah. So uh director James Cameron estimates that the $350 million $350 million budgeted movie. So a movie that cost $350 million to make, mm-hmm. um, which isn't including like $100 million in marketing, um, would need to generate roughly $2 billion to break even. And I don't really know how that math works. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> though analysts think it's closer to $1.5 billion, which I still don't understand how that math works, um, given the numbers that they told us in the previous sentence. Um <laughs> But I guess I don't understand. it's on its way to at least becoming profitable, so that's good. Um, yeah, I don't really. So I mean, I'm sure there's expenses the, with like distributing it, but those can't be like that, that. But it can't much. be five hundred million dollars worth, or two, like one, or like a billion dollars worth, basically, from what they gave us. Anyway, um, yeah, the article also says there's a lot riding on this movie, uh, not just because it costs so much to make, but also because there's it's the first of three planned follow-ups in the series. They're probably making at least two more of these. And I think one of them they have like all of it shot already. I did hear that, and or, I actually I, I also heard there's like it's like nine hours of unedited footage that they have to edit down into a movie, which is insane for like the next one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it'll probably be another thirteen years or whatever, however long it's been. 14 i don't know the original one was released in 2009 so how does well if they have it all yeah. shot already and they just but they have, have to do, do all editing. the cgi and stuff too i think i think they've only just shot oh, the motion capture gotcha. stuff so and half this movie is cgi like two, so three, not even two half. or three years like, maybe yeah to just do cgi i have and no cut idea it down? i don't know either i'm just it's <laughs> a wild guess but yeah the original avatar is still the highest grossing release in history with 2.97 oh. billion dollars that's cool track. So this one is possibly on track to beat it, depending on how long it stays in theaters, which I imagine will be quite a while. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's the news part of it. I also, we saw this movie. Yes, we did. Yep. What did you think of it? I liked it. I liked it better than the first one. Yeah. Yeah, because... I feel like I, I'm sensing that you didn't like it, but I'm going to say what I thought first. So I, okay, yeah, I thought that. The, okay, the first one, I just I was not impressed with the plot of the first one. I thought that the first one, like I'm like, it's just it's basically just Pocahontas, but like, <laughs> right? They're on this other world instead. Like that's just kind of how I felt. I felt like it wasn't very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like innovative yeah original <laughs> to me that's how it felt to me but everything like the cgi and the effect, cgi and effects and everything i really loved it looked really beautiful and i still i thought that mm-hmm. um about the first now this one i also thought that all of the effects were really cool and how they like like the technical aspects of it i really loved mm-hmm. um 
And I thought that the plot was a little bit better than the first one. I think that they made a little bit of improvement over that. If that was the bar, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, it went up a little bit because there were actually like more characters that you kind of cared about. I don't know, like the kids and stuff. Like I thought that was interesting how they were making them be more of like the main characters and not as much the yeah the Jake Sully character. Um, I did think it was a little bit like, What's the word I'm like again? Non-creative. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. That derivative. Make, <laughs> derivative of just take this like literally the same villain from the first. I'm sorry if I'm this is a spoiler. Sorry, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Stop listening if you if you. That's revealed like pretty early on in the movie though, so I don't think it's. It's like, literally like the first scene in the movie, but yeah, yeah um, that the the villain from the first movie. It's the exact, even though he died in the first one. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's back because, oh, they made some type of mind backup of him. So they just put his literal mind into an avatar, and then it was just the same guy. It's like, really? You could yeah. just come up with another villain? Like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> that I just thought that was kind of like, okay. Yeah. But that's what I thought. That's that's fair. No, I, I... What did you think? Like, I definitely agree. Like, from a technological and, like, visual standpoint, it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's incredible it's a great use of 3d technology which is a rare thing in movies like it actually benefits from it Mm -hmm. as opposed to like almost every other movie that tries to do 3d i think the first avatar was the same way whereas like the 3d was actually good for it like it made it a better viewing experience like the cgi is incredible like stunning beautiful story-wise and like the overarching plot was like fine and like yeah it wasn't like beat for beat the same as Pocahontas. Like, <laughs> which is that's like the bar we're clearing, like okay. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I still like even though it didn't feel like it was copying like one thing, it felt to me like a a lot of the subplots and stuff felt very much like something I'd seen in like other movies before, but like kind of grafted onto this like mm. blue people world. I don't know, like Okay. Like Oh, we're gonna prank the one person by dragging them out somewhere dangerous and leaving them. Like, oh, like the one kid has superpowers that like we can't really that we're not gonna explain, but it ends up like saving everyone. It's like, yeah. oh, like just like <laughs> yeah. just so many individual plot points were just like I've seen this in other movies and I've seen it with characters I cared about more. Very, I feel like, like tropey kind of feeling. Yeah, like and I feel like this movie just like I do agree in general that I like that they stuck with the kids more, but I don't feel like I was invested in any of the characters enough, mm. like as much as they wanted me to be, or like even in the ideas of this universe as they wanted me to be. Mm. I don't know. Maybe just because it's been so long since the first one, like I just kind of like lost some of the interest in like the world. And they just like the first like 15 minutes of the film is just catching you up on what happened. And they just throw so much at you so fast which in some ways I appreciate, but in other ways I was just like, you're not giving me any time to care about like the family that they've created here. And like, suddenly I'm supposed to be like super invested in, in them. And it just felt off to me. Somehow. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, cause they did, they did a pretty big time jump from the events of the mm-hmm. first movie. And so their strategy was like, well, let's just catch up the viewers in the first, like yeah. whatever 10, which I appreciate minutes. they didn't like waste time, like with too much of that stuff, but there was still, it, it didn't feel like enough. 
I didn't yeah, feel I, I didn't feel super more. invested in, in like any of the new characters, and that just kind of de- like detracted from the movie for me. I a think lot. like this is gonna sound silly, but it took me like until halfway through the movie to know what like some of the names were of the kids. Who oh, were, I like, still. <laughs> if you ask me what each of the kids' names, yeah. I think I could tell you one of them. It, one of them was Tuke. Tuke. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one I could. And the pick other up. one was like Kiri. Oh yeah. But I kept thinking or it was Kitty. Kitty. Or Kitty or Kiri or Kiri. Hear- yeah. It seemed I don't know. That was the other thing. It's like some some characters have like really strong accents and like some don't, and it wasn't necessarily clear why certain ones did and certain ones didn't. Like half the kids speak in a completely different way from the other half. And I'm like, you had the same parents growing That's up. That's actually a good point. And too. I was just like very confused. There was a lot of stuff like that where it just like kind of took me out of the movie almost. Oh, okay. Where it's just like I don't have the buy-in for this that I think they yeah. were part of me. Anyway, I could anyway. Go- <laughs> you could go on. Visually stunning. I'll definitely see the next one just to see the visuals. Yeah. But like I have no investment in these stories. Like I did not find the plot compelling. Like and I found like so much of it. I was just like watching it like this is just they've done this in like another movie already and like yeah. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I will say, it wasn't like, the plot wasn't, there was nothing in the plot that you were like, whoa, that just happened. Like, yeah. everything was, like, very predictable. The fight scene choreography was really good. Um, but also, like, I laughed, I think, one time at something that was supposed to be funny. And every <laughs> other time I laughed, it was because I couldn't believe somebody had just said or done something. Wait, I remember that. I don't there remember was what one the moment, was. There was I one was like, moment. I think it was the... Like the one guy on the boat said something and we both just were like, <laughs> like we simultaneously, both of us were just like this. Um, I can't believe that just happened in a movie in 2022. Some of the dialogue like and stuff felt super dated to me too. I think like, that was also, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I've never heard the word bro so much in a movie. Um, and it was just, <laughs> it was like the, the script was written 20 years yes, ago. Which it was, was I guess, but like, it was just, it was just weird. I don't know. That's I don't I don't well, I've already gone on way too long, but yeah. It's fine. See it. It's pretty. I, I think yeah, see if you can see it in three D, I think yeah. that that's worth seeing. It was beautiful. Yeah. But Just, yeah. yeah, now you've, also you've too heard long. about the plot. Anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also one last thing about Avatar that I just saw a link to another variety article at the end of this one about Avatar, and I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> the, headline, the headline was Edie Falco shot Avatar 2 so long ago that she thought it already got released and flopped. <laughs> so Edie Falco plays like this new military character. She's really not in it very much, but she's like this like general or something. Um, and this is just a quote from her during a recent interview on The View. She said, I saw the first one when it was out. The second Avatar I shot four years ago. I've been busy in doing stuff. Somebody mentioned Avatar and I thought, oh, I guess it came out and it didn't do very well because I didn't hear anything about it. <laughs> Someone recently said, Avatar is coming out. And I said, oh, it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> and she's like, I will never work again because I said that. <laughs> and she also pointed out, like, hers, hers is like one of the few like human characters in the sequel. And she said, I wanted to be blue. <laughs> I was ex- I was excited I'd be blue and very tall. I didn't get to do either of those things. <laughs> That's true, though. She is, like, the only human character She's, like, one of the, the only, like, she, there's, like, a handful of human-only characters, but she's, like, yeah, she's one of them, but she's also, like, quite short. So oh, there's just, a scientist. I just remembered. Yeah, too. there's, like, okay. a scientist and, like, another guy that, like, yeah, those, drives a boat or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I just thought that was very funny. So thank you, for Edie Falco, for that. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I have a breaking news um, from UPI, actually. The headline is, Virginia Zoo seeks public's help to name pygmy hippo baby. There's a little baby hippo. That's adorable. We wanted a hippopotamus for Christmas, and we got it. Yes, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, this is This hippo is at the Metro Richmond Zoo, and they're asking members of the public to suggest names for the hippo it was born on december 6th um and this is the the second pygmy hippo to be born at this facility or in virginia in general according to the zoo so if you want to like suggest a name you can go to their facebook page and you can submit a name okay uh let's see what should we name this hippo flotatious flotatious <laughs> flotatious that's what we should name oh, that's so perfect i think we've got it all right everybody name. go to this facebook page and suggest flotatious yes please everybody go this is our call to action vote. go vote for the name flotatious for this baby hippo yeah it's so perfect it's the perfect name for a perfect hippo all right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.